Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hey, this is Jess Malboy, proud to be heard on the beautiful Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris. I'm Gordon. And that must make me Phil. You're Phil. Yeah. I was Phil last week, yeah. so I guess I'm Phil this week. Okay. You, you don't want to change? Oh, it's too hard to change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is change really good for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks indeed for joining us. Uh, welcome to Joy's History Program. Uh, sometimes we, we drift a little bit away from the history aspects, but we like to bring up to people's attention events that have happened in our gay world <laughs> that still affect us, hopefully, or maybe, and uh, things that are happening at the moment. Current things are the history of tomorrow, aren't they? Current events are rather important in lots of ways. Because they signal advances in science and in sociology and our current world as events are happening. And, of course, you've got to remember that the current events are sometimes started by previous events back in history that still come forward to even to this day so and then they become current again the one thing that keeps popping up year by year of late seems to be eurovision and i think eurovision is actually quite a a wonderful little expose of gay life it is quite a gay sort of very gay, thing, isn't it, really? It. I mean, to say they, they tried to get rid of it when they presented it from Moscow one year or something or other, or I can't remember, and uh, it didn't work too well. No, was that the Russian grannies? Possibly not. I'm not sure, but I think I'm they, sure Mr. Putin would have had an influence in what went to air from there. Yeah, but they, they did try to take away all the gay thing of it, but there were too many gay performers. We started our show with a little ident from Jessica Mowboy. Wonderful, wonderful Jessica Mowboy. Now, Jessica is a Indigenous person from Darwin, and she's been on the Australian pop scene for quite a few years now. She's also a very good actor. She's been in a few other things as well. She oh, was yeah. In, she's been in movies as well, yeah. And she is presenting Australia's entry this year in the 2018 contest that happens between the 8th and the 12th of May and this year it's coming from Lisbon in Portugal. I tell you one thing that um, Joy is very very um, good with the Eurovision they have lead up leads into it and lead up and then they do the whole thing and you can always get a good reason why certain people are doing certain songs in shows because of the the presenters here at joy they do a very good job so we're no longer asking why australia is competing in the eurovision song contest no no i think they i did read somewhere where they were going to try to get a an asian 
contest going with a, all the yeah. the Asian um, basin equivalent to the Eurovision one. But I don't know th- don't know how that would go. But would anyhow, probably be easier to move Australia to Europe. Yeah, well, you just start get a, another one. No, no, it's not just for the countries of Europe. It is held in Europe land. Yeah, because there are a couple of countries already in there that are quasi. European, Turkey and Israel. Yes, that's They're true. They're already in there. They've been in there from the word go. But Turkey's in the neighbourhood. Uh, precisely. But and, we've, we've and you could walk there. <laughs> See, uh, I've, I've got some issues no, with no. our location. <laughs> it's where the contest is held. Okay. Now, this year, Ireland's Eurovision entry actually stars a cute gay couple. Oh, we did a couple sort of, of lads. We yes. did sort of mention a few Irish singers that <laughs> that appeared together, but we I think they had their time a, a few years ago, didn't they? Well, they might have. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking but about. But it seems as the video shows the same-sex couple walking through the street hand in hand. Well, they, and it is hoped that this video, being seen through the European final, will actually reveal to some of the more obtuse countries the fact that this is standard behaviour in some other countries. Chris, do you know whether the... Uh, has uh, Portugal... Do they have um, equal marriage rights now in Portugal? Oh, yes, I think they I do. I think they do. I'm not quite sure. But it's, I'm pretty sure they're one of the countries that do have equal marriage. So uh, it's not going to make much difference in Portugal, but it may make a lot of difference in countries like Russia and well, those sort of places. have you ever seen it as they go through the countdown, tallying the votes? They address each country, and the country representative speaks from that country. Thank you, Eurovision, for a marvellous contest again. Here is our vote. And you can tell by the voting if they've got any uh, political allegiances to, say, the Eastern Bloc countries. Well, this, of course, has caused um, some confrontation uh, lately because well, it used to be because you'd get all the the communist countries voting for each other and not for anybody else and mm. that was uh, it was a bit um, hard for some of the countries to win like there was one year where great britain had a great song but uh, hardly scored a vote because the all the votes were going to the um, the, the other countries the yeah. red countries mm. now jessica has got a song called we got love And she's quoted as saying, I wanted to create something that could be universally understood, love. She wrote on Twitter, having been affected by recent world tragedies, the 28-year-old said she wanted to perform a song that was healing. All of these things we see online, whether in an indigenous communities, past and present, and how the world is turning, made me angry. But what affected me more was the love coming from people, seeing people standing tall and strong. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the, she's right about the indigenous people needing some uh, help along that way too because they've been downtrodden for so bloody long. It's good, wonderful stuff. In the current Melbourne Queer Film Festival, there's actually seems to be a change in the subject matter, from my point of view, that the films are using. Previously, there's been a fair concentration on the aspects of living with HIV, Mm -hmm. not that we should deny the fact that so many people are still 
yes. living with HIV, but it's now got a less obvious place in our society because of the advances of medicine. And they're actually able now, in some of the films that I've seen, to show developing and developed relationships over, say, a span of a couple of generations, 20 or 30 years. And we've now got a vision of couples being able to express themselves for a long period. You mean that the gay hero doesn't get killed in the end anymore? Well, there's that, or killed early, or is blamed <laughs> yes, for right. yes. the, the, the ills of the world. Yes, cetera, that's right. Yeah, that that was used to be the common theme through a lot oh, of the straight gosh. movies with a with a gay character, and they the gay character always got killed off before the end. How many films have you then seen? I, I've MPF? seen. Four so far. Four so far. Two duds and two goodies. Oh, right. So uh, I've got Be five there. more to go, and I'll give you a count next week. <laughs> okay. uh, someone else who left our midst, however, most recently on the 10th of March 2018, was Hubert Givenchy. And he was the fashion. He was the man that made clothing simpler. He made that beautiful black dress that Audrey Hepburn wore at breakfast at Tiffany's when she wandered into the, to the front of Tiffany's and looked at the jewellery. And they showed that scene a few times on the news when he died. But when they showed you what the other clothes that he'd made, they were so simple in line and they were just so beautifully made. Yet anybody could have worn them. They were just beautiful. They weren't made for anybody that was sort of a... Um, I don't a see mod- me in the little black dress. <laughs> Neither do I, Quill. When, when you say anybody, <laughs> we need to qualify. The black dress, just not me. Isn't it? And the saddest thing is you cannot buy breakfast at Tiffany's. What? <laughs> they don't sell breakfast. They, they sell don't? Oh, well. The jewellery shop. I you walk up that. to the counter and say, can I have a McMuffin? And they just give you this look. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get it. You've got to get into the store first, I think, don't I, you? I doubt whether I they could. Print, they ha- I think they have armed guards at the door of most of those big jewellery shops in I America. Wouldn't. Because mm. breakfast is really precious. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially if it's coloured green and wrapped in gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. And someone else who's having a birthday around about this time on the 25th of March 1947 was born Elton John, the UK musician, singer, and songwriter. Actually, born uh, Reggie Dwight. Yeah, he, Reggie he, Dwight. Elton, Elton would, John is. You his, would want to change your name, <laughs> wouldn't you? His registered name is Elton Hercules John. Yeah, now where did he get those names from? Ben, uh, from John Elton and from Long John Baldry. Long John Baldry is the John part. Yeah. And Elton is the name of another musician. It's not Ben Elton, the writer. He was another man named Elton who was a friend of his. Yeah, that's where he took his name from. I don't know where Hercules came from, though. (laughs) From the movie. (laughs) <laughs> and Phil, you were saying that uh, he didn't actually think that he'd last this long. Well, it was an interview on TV, I guess because he's just announced his final tour. And they showed a, an interview from his very early days. And he basically said to the interviewer, if I'm still doing this, the releasing songs and touring, yeah. when I'm 39, shoot me. <laughs> he's just turned 71. Yeah, but probably because he was um, known to do all sorts of weird and wonderful things with bits and pieces of what you could take and drink. Well, he was and he was a hard party. <laughs> yes, yes. And I guess he felt he wasn't going to live that long. Well, he probably didn't think he could afford to keep up with all the costumes that he wore. <laughs> True. He had a, a birthday party once and he arrived by truck because his outfit was so big and he had a yacht on his head. 
<laughs> and it was just ridiculous. I think he was trying to be Marie Antoinette or something. <laughs> wasn't when he? he looked the part. Well, well, she's just definitely known for carrying a yacht on her head. That's right. <laughs> You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. And if you've got any questions telling us to shut up, play more musics. Or tell us how wonderful we are. You can email us on your computer Matronic machine. Oh, good. And our email address is beenthere at joy.org.au. We would love to hear from you. Hmm. We do get little messages now and again from peoples. Yes. And we're quite chuffed. We are. We get, we, we get, really, we get really excited. <laughs> We're very easily pleased. <laughs> yeah. um, it was an important birthday, not particularly in the gay community, um, but someone who had a mar- a, an incredible effect upon the world. 14th of March, 1879, long time ago, I know, but young Albert... Was born, but not in the Midlands. It was Albert Einstein. Yes, he was a German uh, theoretical physicist. Eventually, after being born, he mm. didn't, wasn't, wasn't actually born as one. No, but he certainly had. Must he have must shaped. have been fed good tucker. But the funny part about it was he was the, the, the teacher when his first report said he was too dumb. They, they said he was a very dumb student. Now, this means that to me that perhaps they didn't recognise his strengths because he had other qualities more obvious. Yeah, something like that. I suspect his intelligence and his way of thinking was on a different level to learning your 10 times table (laughs) and your ABCs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, smart kids are often bored at school because they're beyond what's being taught. It's often the the smart kids that cause all the trouble in classrooms too because they are bored. It's a problem for teachers. If you've got one brilliant student in a room full of dullards, it makes it very, very difficult to teach. But anyhow, Albert Einstein, E equals MC squared. He thought through the whole process and came up with a solution to one of life's biggest mysteries. Time. And, but it's interesting now, though, that is accepted as black and white. It is written down and it's been proven by others, so everybody, people just go along with it now. Well, he proved so it theoretically, I, didn't he? He did, in theory, because there was no yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, higher reference yeah. that he could go to. No, that's right. And but in lots of ways, it, a lot of his the more modern theories are disproving the existence of God. True. But then, again, great minds must think alike, because there was somebody that actually died on the 14th, the 14th of the 3rd, the, the again. again. But this was in year 2018, yeah. just passed, and that was Stephen Hawking. Died on Einstein's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Ooh. But it's, his it's, mission is slightly different. He wanted to be able to explain the complexity of the cosmos in yes. simplistic terms, which he attempted in his book, A Brief History of Time. Apparently that book inspired a hell of a lot of people to become... Um, physicists and, uh, and and mathematicians and all the rest of it, yes. Well, it made you thunk. Did you? And once you got thunking, you, you thunk <laughs> yeah, even deeper. I would have thunk right down into the ground, actually. His work with black holes, taking Einstein's work with relativity and running with it. And it's like you said, it's it's like the, the base of the game was elevated, taken or base a, knowledge. It was taken another step higher by, by Hawking, wasn't it? Well, we always stand on the shoulders of pioneers. Mm, mm. 
he's been memorialized in lots of universities and everything all around the world actually as Hawking Hawking mm. as mm. well as Einstein of course mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Einstein is not necessarily wasn't really pleased with what they did with his work because his theory the E equals MC squared um, led to the eventual splitting of the atom mm. which led to the nuclear bomb bombs yeah and he, he was never he happy was not about supporting that. of that no. no the nuclear age in mm. fact and mm. we can't unlearn that no no you can't you can never unlearn things that have happened well just as you can't unsee things. Mm, mm. Yes, oh, but God you have gosh. to be mature enough to understand how to harness power safely, and if you can't, then walk away, which yes. we haven't learned that lesson yeah. quite yet. Some religions incorporate a degree of reincarnation, and they could look at those two dates and think, oh, yeah, <laughs> there can only be one super brain uh, alive in the world at any one time and uh, here we go there is a yeah, connection yeah, even yeah. though it's in the reverse order but it works it, this is see that's where the dalai lama comes from he he's he is the reincarnation of the previous dalai lama and what they do is that they put a whole section of uh, the toys and the bits and pieces that the previous dalai lama had on a tray yeah. and they get a little child that's not yet two because they haven't got a memory uh-huh. A, a physical memory of the world around them but they are supposed to be able to remember what it was in a previous life and so that they how many, however many of the little objects that they pick up and play with is counted by the other uh, lamas and um, they then work out who was the Dalai Lama and that's he, he picked out just about every one of the previous Dalai Lama's objects I know a modern equivalent to that what's that? Barbara Streisand how come? Her dog died. Did she? So she had it cloned. And yeah. now she's got two of the same dog. <laughs> so she didn't have to pick which bone it liked or anything like that. She said, I want that one again. Yes. yes. So that's reincarnation. Yes. But probably. But uh, but the religions like the uh, Buddhist religion do believe in that, um, the reincarnation process. They love believing, believing things that you can't prove. Yeah, well, most religions are something like that, aren't they? Well, but, but, but Buddhism isn't a religion, it's a philosophy, actually. It's not a religion, it's a philosophy of life. Does it get but tax breaks? I'm not sure. It mm. probably does, I would say. I would say they do. They classify it as or a religion. Sit down and philosophize. Yeah, yeah. Get in trouble with that but in some countries. When you go to some of the countries, uh, well, you go to Cambodia, for instance, and the ordinary people are quite gentle because they follow the strict rules of Buddhism where you look after everybody and you be kind to people. And you're actually allowed to believe in other deities. Mm. So when you say, oh, God, what happened? You'll get three or four guys saying, what, 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 what? <laughs> how, how can we help you? <laughs> oh, or not, yeah. as it appears. As instant replay, Don Hartman. Oh, yeah, what happened, instant twi- replay? Reincarnation. On the 22nd of the 3rd, 1994. On Joy. Find more Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. Phil, Chris and Gordon, been there, done that, Joy 94.9. We were talking before that little break 
about Einstein and Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, indeed. And there's a few other people that have had sort of anniversaries around about this time. Leonard Nimoy, the wonderful character out of Star Trek, was born on the 26th of March, 1931. He was he, he with, with the, the ears. ears. <laughs> yes, him with the funny uh, his hand signal. Yeah, to live long and prosper. Oh, that's right. In his really deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> but being Vulcan, or he was half Vulcan and half human. Yes, is Mister Spock. It's unfortunate that at the same time in the sixties we had Doctor Spock. Yeah, telling us how to raise our kids. So we got our Spocks mixed up quite frequently. But <laughs> <laughs> one had been Vulcanized. Oh dear. <laughs> and of course, also coming up in 2233 is Captain Kirk's birthday. Now, well. if I may explain to our listening audience, <laughs> we've now gone from describing actual human beings to a TV character from a 1960s show which didn't last very long. <laughs> so this character will be born in the year 2233 in Ohio in the United States. And he is James Tiberius Kirk. Yes. But how do we know that he's going to be in Ohio in 2233? We could be all... Well, we have to remove our current president. Because <laughs> yes. we're going to lose half the country if he hangs around. Well, that's true too. But uh, but it may be covered... What I'm getting at, it could be covered in an ice age. Because it's... ice ages happen every, from over the centuries. Well, as long as you do it when I'm gone... You don't want the be I, cold. I, I don't like the cold. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we wait. We'll wait until the summer well, time for what you. What we might do is actually be grateful that created a little while back was World Meteorological Day back in 1950 on the 23rd of March. This particular day was was nominated because they needed to actually Get share the resources of each particular country's weather bureaus mm -hmm. and put them all together and get a more realistic situation map. And, of course, as technology's developed, they've got huge computers now that can actually soak up all the information from all the world weather bureaus and look at the overall world events. Well, that's what you get when you watch SBS News. At the end of the thing, they can tell you what the temperature is going to be in all yeah. the different capital cities of the exactly. world. Mm. On the subject of huge computers, oh, yes. in 1950, the computers would have been huge. <laughs> now we have immensely powerful computers that just sit oh, in the right cabinet. Then. Yes. They're, they're, I'm just being a little bit. They're probably bigger than the ones that were in the room. No, they were. Th no, now they've shrunk. They've shrunk, but, 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 but in, the six, in the 50s and 60s, computers took up the yeah, floors I, of buildings. I know that. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm saying is now that the computers we have would probably be much more powerful. Than oh, what thousands they, yeah, of times. That's what I'm yes. saying, yes. Not the fact that they were bigger. Powerful is different from size. Yes, that's right. Yes, well, that's one very disturbing fact I heard in Houston, Texas, is we're at the NASA um, facility which oversaw the Apollo missions. Yeah. The amount of computer power on the ship itself is less than your average four-function calculator. Good God. They were th that basic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And even now, you can't necessarily take your greatest and latest PC or your laptop into space because it's going to be like bombarded by gamma rays, ah. which we've got an atmosphere down here which protects us from all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But your little Intel inside... It's going to end up with Intel outside because it's going to get blown up. 
Well, well, how come the little calculators survived? Because their technology is so old and not micro uh, uh, shrunk, um, shrunk mm, down. Mm, so yeah. now the technology they're getting down to the size of electrons, mm, which is mm. ridiculous. So that's why. So the the. I guess the size of the radiation yeah. in relation to the size of the circuitry is now disturbingly large. Mm, mm. But that's that's good for w- weather forecasting for planes and ships and everything that needs to be for- have the weather forecast. But it also comes in handy when they could forecast like three days last week before the weekend that there was going to be bushfires. And or they were. The, the, you know. They could actually track the Darwin cyclone, mm. and it didn't come out of nowhere. No. It was uh, it was on the radar all yeah, the time, yeah, as they yeah, say. Yeah, and but, that's because Big Brother is watching us. Oh, is it okay? <laughs> He's orbiting yeah, but, above. But does that have anything to do with the equinox, which is goes goes back from time immemorial? Well, that's just the spinning of the Earth. Until that's we can control that, that's going to be Well, we don't constant. want to control that because everything... Oh, I'm do, sure there's somebody somewhere wants to do it. We don't know what's going to happen if they do. Just imagine probably all fall off. Dr. Evil sitting there above his magma, mm. rubbing his hands together as about can control mm. the spinning mm. of the planet. Because the equinox is on the 20th of March this year, I think it is. It's, it fluctuates between 20th, 21st and 22nd. Well, nature's like that. Isn't well, it's it? because of the way the ang- it's the angle where the the Earth is at the point where it goes into the this orbit for the Moon or the Sun or something rather. So you get equal you're, day you're and equal too night. Technical. Yeah, you get equal <laughs> day, equal night. Yes. Hmm. Now, something else that's actually happened that was almost unexpected in my books: Prince William of the English, the English royal family, the Duke of Cambridge, and he's third in line. He's actually pledged to help scrap anti-LGBTI laws in 37 countries. And I suppose that's that's a bloody good purpose for him to adopt. Uh, it, it's in the fashion of his mother yep. adopting well, socially significant events yes, to like, sponsor. Mm, that's true. But of course, he's got a little bit of collective family guilt because... Way back when, there was lots of red patches on the World Atlas indicating Britain had these countries as its possessions or colonies. A lot of laws were enacted that were current at the time in Great Britain. That's right. And this was, you know, 200 years ago. But the laws in Great Britain have moved on. They're still frozen in time in the Commonwealth countries. See, we were the, we were one of those countries that had the, we were ruled by the British law as well, and it took when we became a country and they signed that agreement back in 1934 or something or other, mm. where it completely took us away from the British crown. That's uh, that's when we could start writing our own laws, which we have done. So. Well, we did, but a lot mm. of the laws that were uh, dumped on these countries were. Um, sexually repressive Mm. for us gay Mm. people and of the 53 countries in the commonwealth 37 of them 37 of them still have these old english laws Mm -hmm. as part of their laws they might have separated or at arm's length but they haven't updated their own laws and there's a uh, um, Prince William has been nominated for a British GLBT award uh, for his pledging of supporting 
LGBTI equality in the Commonwealth. So there's another organisation called the Kaleidoscope Trust, which is doing a lot of work of trying to, to affect each government to liberalise their laws. Of course, meeting a lot of resistance but so there's a couple of pressures on these countries yeah but, but it's a good thing to see happening it's a good thing that um, prince william's doing it because let's face it there were a lot of um gay kings that we've had over the <laughs> over the years what yeah, yes there's a few of them have been, been bigger bigger queens than the queens were but what rate of success are we expecting here i mean a country like uganda where Oh. You can be killed for being gay. Yeah, yeah. You need more than a change of law. You you've got to educate people. Well, that's, over that's, generations. That's almost. true too. Well, that's, 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 you can't say, "Oh, it's all right now." Hmm. The the homophobia and the hate is just well, well embedded. Recently in India, they did the the country law. We've we've wiped out illegality for gay people, and I think it was in respect mainly of trans people who were being really. Hmm. Uh, Brutalized, but they took they took oh. that to the government, and the government changed their mind. So oh, they, yeah, they, that's they, right. That's is, the way it happened. Yeah. yeah, but they've got some weird laws. Like, who was it was kissing in public, like a, a Western movie star or something? Excuse me, we had that law here because there was two guys outside the old uh, Australia Hotel that had a kiss in. They kissed and they they got um, fined or they got yeah. But I'm talking a man and a woman. Yeah. Oh, it was oh. The, the morality laws are just. Mm. Weird. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the, if there's 37 countries uh, still got these laws on the books, there's a fair amount of work to be done to get that sorted out. I think it will take probably generations to do it, If, as Philip said, because it's, I, I, you know, even with equal marriage that we have here in Australia now, I think it's going to take a couple of generations before it's t- totally and utterly accepted, you know. Yeah. Because well, if you you've listen got to, to the, the young people today talking, like young straight people, mm. They just expect equality and they respect people that are different mm, to them. Mm, mm. We weren't brought up that way. No, no. And just talking about young voices, did you hear that American girl and her rant about the gun laws? Mm. It's all BS. She challenged every uh, statement that the politicians were putting up and she, in her speech to her assembled group, it's B.S. It's B.S. It's yeah, B.S. She needed a chant from the audience yeah. and the B.S. And was there. she got it. She was a really good little person yes. in that respect. We'll hear more from them in the next week or two. Oh, yeah. and the next few when they have years. Their, their, but their march on Washington is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the, the thing is that she also did carry on about the, the gun laws, about the, the young people being able to buy submachine yeah. guns and all this sort of business. She was very, very um, good the way she spoke out about the whole lot. You and know. one of her fellow students, because all of them were accused of being professional actors. Oh, yeah. Because they were just so so good at what they were saying. But the Americans are like that when you put a f- microphone in front of them. They, yeah. can, all, they can all just talk. But this, yeah. this boy said, anybody who has accused me of being an actor should come and see me in a play because I've <laughs> never been accused of being an actor. <laughs> but uh, I, I think the gun laws will change. That will, they'll have to change if the young people get... Uh, really mobilised. That will happen. They're changing from the bottom up because yeah, the, the government. The government not won't do, do anything because they're getting too much money for the National Rifle Association. Who's losing sponsorship? Yeah, who's losing sponsorship <laughs> everywhere? Yes. Here's a joyful little song from Kylie Minogue. Minogue. Yes, it's Kylie. all about dancing from Camberwell. 
Well, yes, oh. yes. And it's due to be released early in April, but we've got it here at Joy already, and we're playing it now for you here on Been There, Done That. Which is that far ahead. No one wants to stay at home. Nobody wants to be alone. When you come knocking, I'll be at your door. I don't ever want to stop. I'm going to give it all I've got. And when they ask me, who could ask for more? Can't stand still. I won't slow down. When I go. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. With Gordon, Phil and Chris being there, done that. We're on this last stretch, fellows. Are we? Oh, that's nice. Uh, so we've got a few birthdays to mm. mention mm. or anniversaries because there might be a couple of deaders yeah, well, in amongst well, it. Well, we only ever have one birthday, actually. The rest of them are all anniversaries if you get the, you know... That's the real thing. But we've just been talking about reincarnation. Surely you have multiple birthdays. Well, you, apparently you do until you get to the right last one when it's Nirvana or whatever it is and you, you go off and you don't have to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't like their music? Oh, well, there's, there's a bit of a problem. Or was that... Yeah. What was the band name? Nirvana. Was it Nirvana? Nirvana, yes. Oh. That's, that's I why I can't think of the other that's name. That's what I thought yeah. you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, 21st of the th- March, 1962, Rosie O'Donnell was yes. born. Uh, now a US actress, presenter and uh, shaker and mover. Yes, she's, uh, she and her, her, her partner and another man formed the fam- your, Our Family Vacations tourist group and they used to run oh they still do run uh cruises for the um women women's cruises yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. and they take their children along with them and all the rest of it uh they do they have also started doing cruises for men i believe around the caribbean for Mm -hmm. three or four days and it's uh it it's become quite a a good um thing for the she's probably better known for her Strong opinions. Oh, when yes. she used to have a, a talk show, she would fling rubber bands at her audience. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. And she was probably the first celebrity to have a, a stand-up, eye-scratching bitch fight with Donald Trump. When was that oh. on? Oh, it's years ago now when it started. I mean, now they're bitter enemies. Yes. And he can't wait to rip her eyes out and she just rips straight back. Uh, and this is because he was a TV uh, icon or would have, would have been. That's presenter at that stage. Yeah, but the, the topics are everything from their physical appearance to their opinions on politics and such and um. such. So it's, it's, it's hilarious because it's so childish. Was yeah. it um, network war? No, it was personal. Well, you got, well, And it's all done on Twitter. So, it, it, well, when, uh. when Cher came out here for the Mardi Gras, she, was, she said, don't get me on Donald Trump. I can't stand the man, you know. The, somebody asked her about Donald because they knew that she didn't like him, and she was quite adamant that she was, um, you know, she's I'd kill him if I saw him. Yeah, she well, was, see, she's wealthy, experienced, and wise. Mm, mm. So, if you at a certain level of education, you can see right through him. Yes, yes. But, but um, if you're just listening to his rhetoric and saying, "Oh, we're going to make America great again," well, yeah, well sounds only, cool. He's only repeating what Hitler said about Germany before the First World Second World War. Going to make Germany great again? If you watch the 
the thing about Hitler and then watched, mm. watched uh, Trump. Was, uh, Trump was echoing him. Did the same damn thing. Yeah. Mm. But Trump is... I, I love him because he can say one thing one day, come out the next day, and not only deny it, say the exact opposite. Yeah, but... And doesn't feel a thing. Yeah, well... <laughs> so you can see why Rosie gets upset. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the world is getting upset as well. But never mind, I think... Um, we've I, been trumped. We've been trumped, yes. Well, trumpery in the dictionary is a whole lot of um, uh, stuff that isn't true. Is trumpery? Well, it's a pretty good dictionary, then, isn't it? Yeah, it's been in the English. Dic- it's been in English language for years. Trumpery. You're listening to being there, done that on Joy ninety four point nine. But um, also having another, having a birthday is a great Australian poet and author, Dorothy Park Porter. So she was born in nineteen fifty four, the twenty sixth of March nineteen fifty four. Dorothy Porter. Yeah, and Would her I'm partner in life was Andrea Goldsmith. Born on the 24th of March, 1950. So they are star signs together. Pisces women. No, 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 no they weren't Pisces at that date. They would be um, the next one. They'd be. But they found each other and they were fellow travellers in lots of ways. Well, they did, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have been able to forget one another's birthday, would they? No, no. <laughs> would I know any of Dorothy's work? Oh, you probably would. Uh, I can't remember, not off, straight offhand, but um, I know she wrote a hell of a lot of um, uh, books and she was also a commentator and all the rest of it. Very, very forthright woman in what she was doing. Much like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. well, when you get the uh, w- uh, lesbian women, they can be very, very forthright and it's good for them. And it's nice that plain vegetables get a say, like the good old commentator. Commentator. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. Good O. I hear words different to other people. You certainly do. <laughs> certainly yes. do. Um, someone else, who, but whose anniversary we're sort of celebrating around about this time, was actually Sir Noel Coward on the twenty sixth of March, nineteen seventy three. He was born in two centuries ago. That's in, right. In eighteen ninety nine, he was outrageous in society during his period of life and he was a marvellous manipulator positively of the English language but he was he was never he, never quite outrageous he was always that um, sort of you, you mean one step short of being one outrageous. step short of being completely <laughs> screaming queen yes <laughs> <laughs> but he was fr- friends with all the royals the royals loved him oh he was a friend uh, of Dorothy's too yeah, yeah, oh, very good friend of Dorothy's he owned the island of Mystique where uh, Princess Margaret used That's to go. That's no mystique. No, no mistake, mistake about yeah. that. Yeah, she she used to go down there and spend her yeah. holidays with her different boyfriends. But he was a a UK actor, a musician. Ah, oh, he oh. he had he had he was almost um, getting going nowhere at one stage, and he went to Las Vegas, and he appeared in one of the big uh, casinos, hotels, yeah. casinos in in Las Vegas. And they adored him. They loved him. He was there for months and months and months. Don't let him did, go. Did his superannuation very, very good. He <laughs> <laughs> um, might be known, might not be known to the younger generation, but he left a legacy in the plays. Some of his songs yes. were very gay. Oh, they were. Yes. And but how did he get away with being gay? Because... He was homosexual, but following the convention of his times was never publicly mentioned. No, no, they didn't. The British never did. But you had all lots of actors that were gay. 
great stars that were gay. Sir John Gielgud, he they say that he missed out on his knighthood because that he was he was a bit more open than the rest of them were, and it wasn't until very very late that the Queen decided that or the government decided that he should get a knighthood, but he was just plain John Gielgud when all of his uh, co-stars around him were getting knighthoods. Mm. But he was, but they, but it was all the same. They people knew that they were gay, but they didn't talk about it. Yeah, and and. Speaking of the younger generation, they may be aware of one of his songs about mad dogs and Englishmen. Go out in the, the midday, midday sun. sun. See, you guys remember it. Yeah. <laughs> but he also wrote a very, very, um, very, very good song about a French sailor called Matelot. Matelot is, a, is, as you say, a sailor. It's the French, French word for sailor. sailor. That's right. Yes, he, he uh, wrote a song all about falling in love with a Matelot. Yeah. And it's called the song is called Matelot. So, but that's also of the generation, please, so Gordon, where in fact men would often sing songs about men because that was the way they had been written. Mm. Uh, therefore, they were sung in that gender sense. Yeah. But these days, we actually swap the uh, the pronoun across, so you can have the same or opposites mm. in the in the song. Yes, you don't necessarily have to have opposites. One song that I heard recently was sung by two men, and it was the song from The King and I, uh, Mm. We Kiss in a Shadow. Mm. Mm. But the words, I'm getting all misty. Uh, The the words in that song were so appropriate for hidden love of the gay variety. We kiss in the shadows, uh, we hide Mm -hmm. from the sun. Mm But there was a talking about it like that. There was a, a young guy that was on the so you've got talent or something. One of those yep. things. It's Simon Cowell. He he sang uh, Adele's "Never Be Alone." I think it's called something like that. Mm. And he sang. He didn't sing it like in the same tempo that Adele did. That he did in a soft and very very emotional style. He's a gay guy, yeah. and um, it just blew Simon Cowell away. He just said, "I've never heard that song sung any better." You know, it had a totally different meaning Mm. to the song, the way this young lad sang it. He's just out here in Australia, I believe, doing a concert tour or something. Mm. There you are. So it's the way, it's the interpretation that is what you hear. Yes, It is. And it's about time to interpret the clock. Well, our interpretation is off, isn't it? It's time to say cheerio. We'll catch you next week. Happy The days will be getting shorter, though. Oh, they are. Next time we speak. Yes, they will be too. Cheerio for now. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.